Welcome to the Parent Hub Live Family Podcast. Our hope is to help and inspire you to parent beyond your capacity. Each week, join us at the table for conversations with special guests, where we'll seek to encourage you to bring your best to parenting, challenge you, and hopefully give you a few insights along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the Parent Hub Live Family Podcast. Uh, Today, we're talking about building grit and resilience in our kids. And we're going to jump right in because we have a ton to talk about today. And joining Jane and I at the table is Laura Humphreys. Laura, welcome. Hi. Uh, Laura is the Director of Support and Recovery here at Bethany, and we're so glad to have her on our team. Uh, She brings so much joy to our staff team, and and she's so great to have around, but also to our CR team. She oversees CR, Grief Shared, Divorce Care Environments. And she also gives leadership to our landing program, which we'll talk a little bit about today. Uh, If you don't know Bethany, we have our Tuesday night program for students, uh, but we also have a dedicated team of adults who will journey closely with teens uh, just through some difficult life stuff. And they connect every Friday at the landing. And so, Laura, I keep hearing great things that are happening not only at Celebrate Recovery, uh, but at the landing as well. And uh, so thank you so much for giving leadership to that and being with us today. And so maybe we'll start there. But before we do, I want to share a little bit about your family and how many kids you have and kind of what phase they're in. My name's Laura. And as Martin said, I am the support and recovery ministry leader here at Bethany. And I have a family as well. My husband, Michael, and our two daughters, uh, Penny or Penelope, or as we call her, Hurricane Penelope, is four, and Kenna is six, and sometimes I feel like she is going on 16. So thank you for having me today. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about the landing? So the landing is a program geared for youth, grade seven through grade 12, and it runs simultaneously with our Celebrate Recovery program, which is for adults. It runs Friday nights from seven to approximately 9.30. It is for students who are facing hurts, habits, or hang-ups, or just life difficulties being a youth. It's tough and it's messy and they have a place to come here on Fridays and to share with trustworthy adults yeah. and amongst other peers yeah. that are also struggling through that those years. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love about the landing is you could just show up, yeah. right? Like you, if... If you're struggling during the week, come on Friday. That's, That's right. right. That's right. It's so open. It's it's an open share program. You can come for one week and then not come back for a few weeks. Or we encourage you to obviously come every week. It's it's completely free. So yeah. you do not, and you also don't need a referral. So some of those youth programs have great big long wait lists to help yeah. our hurting youth. And the landing, there's no wait list. Just yeah. come as you are. That's it's awesome. Great. We all know that growing up is hard, and it always has been. And while each generation has had to face its own unique challenges, our newest generations are facing a whole new world and would benefit from the navigational influence of others who have gone before them. So how can we as parents be a positive influence in their lives and help them develop the type of grit and resilience that will help them face the journey ahead? Well, we think just on top of that, like stress begins as early as elementary school, right through college and university. And so wherever you're at, in this parenting journey, chances are your child, your teen mm-hmm. is facing high levels of stress. And one recent study found that the rate of moderate to severe depression doubled uh, from about 20, just over 20% in 2007 
2018, while the rates of moderate to severe anxiety jumped from 18% in 2013 to 35% wow. in 2018. Wow. And so when we speak of depression and anxiety, they often begin with high levels of stress. And at BYN, um, we did a series a couple of years back on stress. And at the beginning of the series, we asked students to describe their lives and their schedules and to write down in one word a description of kind of what they were going through and what they were feeling. And over and over, we saw words like overwhelmed, chaotic, hopeless, pointless. And so I... I think for me growing up, uh, I had moments of high stress, but now high stress seems to be a lifestyle, like seems to be a way of life, mm-hmm. seems to be this constant norm <clears throat> for kids and teens. Uh, would, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. We live in this fast paced society. Everything's at our, at our fingertips. When I was a youth, we'd have to go to the library, we'd have to seek out the librarian, we'd look in the card catalog, then we'd go find old information that was outdated. Now everything is at our youth's fingertips, and some of it isn't valid knowledge. It's not even true. And so they're just soaking all, they're just soaking this all in. There's this expectation to fit this mold that their peers have or to have so many likes on Instagram. I watched the Netflix documentary and it was these young women talking about if they didn't get so many likes on Instagram, they took the picture off and then their self-esteem plummeted. And just what's that to say about our generation that's coming up through this phase in their life right now? How much quiet is left for God? Mm -hmm. What space are we giving for them to have quiet reflection with our Lord and with themselves? Well, it's called, you talked about the the So Many Likes, it's called the 100 Likes Club. Yeah, there's a name. And yeah, and we live in this uh, filter culture, right? That you can take a picture and you can add any sort of filter to it. You can adjust this or adjust that. And so much competition Right between students and between getting the most attention, it's 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 crazy. So when you think about the sources of stress that our kids are facing, uh, what are some of those sources? What are some of those challenges? I just think of our kids trying to keep up with their peers. We live in this consumeristic society where it's it's having the best of everything, and if you don't have the best of everything, you don't fit in, and this, this element of uncool, or that's probably not even cool for me to say cool, <laughs> or... <laughs> Or this, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and just just having whatever your friends have. And it's all there in front of you. It's easy to see on social media what other people have. It's easy to buy into the facade that their life is perfect. So you're trying to then find this level of perfectionism in your own life. And it's lies. We tell ourselves these lies. It's it's tough. It would be tough to be a teen right now. I think so. So what do you think we mean by grit and resilience? So when I read this, I thought grit. I thought tough, messy, dirty. I thought it's tough and messy being a parent. It is, it is, it is dirty. I look around my house and it's messy. I'm trying to spend time with my kids and be a good parent, whatever that means. And meanwhile, the dishes are piling up in the sink and I'm struggling with that. It's just, it's, it's tough. We're trying to build this grit in our kids to be resilient to what's happening around them. And even as a parent, 
it's it's difficult to to have this grit and resilience when you see your six year old upset or your four year old crying at the swimming pool. What are some things that we do as parents? Because sometimes there's things that we do, maybe that we don't even realize we're doing that that kind of counteract, uh, you know, the, the building grit and building resilience in them. Like one of the terms, it's a helicopter, helicopter parenting, parent, yeah. right? That, yeah. that there's always someone there to kind of save them. To rescue. To rescue them. Mm-hmm. Um, what, are, what are some ways that, that uh, some of the things that we do as parents that counteract building and making our kids stronger? Well, first of all, as a parent of a very stubborn six-year-old, it's way easier for me to give in to her and just give her what she wants than to, you know, say, nope, this is mom and dad's way. We've agreed on this. It's not your way. You're six. We're the parents here. But goodness, it would be so much easier some days to just let her have the iPad whenever she wants. Um, I have a great example of this. Um, Kenna, my six-year-old, rides a, rides a horse, and she often in her lesson cries. Um, whether it's she's nervous or she's pushed to the limit to try something new and it's difficult for her. And as a parent sitting there, it takes everything in me to not and go and scoop her up and say, it's okay. We don't ever have to come back here. It, that's fine. We're done with, we, we quit. We quit horse land. We've invested all this in here. <laughs> horse land. <laughs> but we're out. And um, I can't do that. I can't just let her quit. I can't, when the going gets tough, I can't just rescue her. I need to let her figure it out on her own. And you know what? The instructor actually asked me if I could step out of the arena, which as a parent, I'm like, I don't think so. Um, but I did. And it was beneficial to her. She even, even Kenna as six came up to me and said, you know, it's probably best when you're not there. I do cry more when you're watching. And I'm what? But I'm here for you. It's for your benefit. <laughs> yeah, it's for right. your benefit. So it's just that that always being available for them. They need to kids need to learn that we're not always going to be able to just rescue them. They life is hard and they need to learn the the outcome to the circumstance of what they're going through. Yeah, and some of that rescue culture, right? Like um there's a thing, and it's it's, uh, it's it's called natural consequences, that using kind of uh, behaviors and things to actually teach. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, like, hey, if you forget your lunch, you're going to be hungry at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, if, and if you didn't study and put the work in, you're probably not going to get a great grade on that test or exam, right? Like that idea of your choices are going to determine some of your outcome, right? And letting them be the teacher for you rather than saying, Hey, you're hungry. I'm going to bring you your lunch or I'm going to help you with this assignment or this project, or I'm going to go and talk to your teacher and find out why you didn't get as good Mm -hmm. a grade as I think maybe you should have. (laughs) And, and, uh, so some of those things that we do that actually counteract making our kids stronger, Mm -hmm. right? And we're, we're providing a, an unnecessary crutch for them that, that doesn't build that grit and resilience in yeah, them. Yeah, because like all too soon they're out in the real world and they have to, yeah. you know, it's all their co- own consequences, mm-hmm. their first job. Yeah. Um, you know, society is not going to cater to them yeah. for the rest of their lives. It's just not. Even listening to parents on the playground at the beginning of the year talk about, well, I tried to get my kid into this class with this teacher. And I said to, to Mike, who works for the school board, I said, we're not doing that. Yeah. 
we're letting the cards lie and we're going to we're going to push through it. And yep, they may not always be with their friends or they may not always get the teacher that they want. Yeah. But this is this is what's happening and we're going to learn how to push through it and we're going to learn how to yeah. uh, we're not accommodating for you. As as parents then, what so we don't want to do those things that are going to counteract making them stronger. Mm-hmm. What are some things that we can do to build them up to be as tough as nails, to be gritty, to be resilient? I think it is, it's not just giving in to them when the going gets tough. Uh, You can't just quit at things. When things are difficult for you, you persevere. And if you don't understand how to do something, you go at it a different way. You don't always just get to to leave. Um, I, I think of Sunday mornings in our house actually trying to get to church, and it is so much easier for us to just stay in our pajamas and watch Andrew at nine o'clock from our couches with our coffee. Couch it church. would probably <laughs> it would probably be easier for our kids if we just stayed home and relaxed, and they don't really want to go. And you know what? We push through it. They don't get their own way. We're not staying home. And when they get here and they get to Kid Zone, they have like the best time ever. And it was the best, you know, hour and a half of their lives, basically, when they get in the car and they're looking at their crafts. But we we don't just let them quit that. We don't just give in to them mm-hmm. when when it's difficult. Yeah. You talked about earlier about being the parent. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yes. And sometimes I think we want to be a friend too early. Yeah. Like I think there's a time and a place when you'll need to be their friend. When you need you'll need to walk side by side. It's really important them for them to learn that lesson. I think it's also really important even as my daughter is 6 for her to see that we're the parent and we also hurt too. So my example of this is this morning actually. Um Kenna's behavior was out of control. It was chaos in our house. And she said some hurtful words that really upset me. I took them, and maybe it was before my coffee, because I took them like <laughs> really to the, to the heart. And um, she made me cry. And Aww. I went in her room, and I looked at her, and I, I said to her, you, you've hurt my feelings. Yeah. I wanted her to know that, you know, I'm not putting guilt and shame in her, but I wanted her to know that I, I am your parent and w- there's consequences to your action, right? And so I just left her. She was grounded in her room. I just left her and she came out and said, I'm sorry, mom. And she gave me a hug and we carried on her day. But you don't just get away with whatever you want. There's consequences. And sometimes the consequences that you've hurt somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. That's good. So when we think about the high stress that our kids live in, mm-hmm. right? And, and how that can lead to things like heightened anxiety and, and periods of depression. Mm-hmm, and, sure. and, and some of that, I think, uh, as parents, like that's normal, right? And, and kids need to learn kind of coping mechanisms and strategies to kind of push through those times of the blues and like I, those kind of apathetic days mm-hmm. where you just don't want to do anything. Um, but Thinking of that, what are some signs that as parents, um, A, we don't want to rescue them, but if if some of that depression and anxiety is becoming uh, you know, a bit deeper or needs attention, what are some of those signs that, that parents can be looking for um, to say, I think we need to do something about this? I look at prolonged 
abnormal behavior. So anything that is out of character for your child or your youth for more than, let's say, a day or two, right? Because everybody gets the blues or, you know, or maybe is withdrawn for for that moment or doesn't want to come to the table. But this is like this would be prolonged and you can see you can see a change in your youth or your child whether it's eating more eating less we have this generation of self-harm and cutting if that's not looked after that needs professional assistance right we need to take our kids to the doctor and I also think when in doubt seek a professional if you think something's off as a parent trust your gut take them in that's great. Ian mentioned, mentioned too earlier about uh, the idea of being withdrawn. Not only because sometimes you'd said sometimes our kids withdraw from us, right? Right, and that's kind of normal, and and maybe it's just a phase. Uh, but the withdrawn from everybody, yeah, right, kind of across the board withdrawing. And and lean on your circle, lean on the guidance counselors at the school, chat with them, have open lines of communication with other adults and trusted people who are ingrained in your kid's life. If they're withdrawn from BYN and they're withdrawn at school and they're, you know, not focusing, can't do their homework, trust your gut. There's probably something more going on. Yeah. And for those times, right, that they're not connecting with them or you're not connecting well, you're not in a good space. Yeah, definitely lean on those people in your circle, right? We call that widening our circle, yeah. right? Having those other people that can influence and take them out and connect with them and say, hey, like, what's what's going on? And as parents, to have those people that we can tap on the shoulder and say, you know what, can you just, you know, go for, uh, you know, pop or lunch mm-hmm. and, and just kind of see what's going on mm-hmm. with them. And so... When our kids need, how should we then like approach our kids about seeking help? Um, what are some things that we could do to kind of journey with them during some of these challenging times? You said, Martin, that sometimes we have adversities to our own parents, right? It's difficult for your parent to parent you, but then to also be your confidant and your go-to person, right? So my suggestion here is to to integrate another trusted adult that you trust, but then they also trust. So this is where I would kick in the landing again. If you have a student who is really struggling, let them journey with people who are in a in recovery themselves for hurts or habits, or if they're, you know, if they're comfortable and happy at BYN, then, you know, talk to their tag team leader, talk to those people and say like, can you then journey with my kid to help them because we're disconnected? Yeah. yeah. So what do you like? What do you suggest that we do if if your child does not see what you see? Like if if they're resisting help mm. and they're in denial about what's going on. Yeah, so it could be another that, well, mom says this and mom's not right. (laughs) Or dad sees this and dad doesn't even know me because dad makes funny dad jokes all the time, right? And so looking at that is really leaning on your circle, leaning on other people to kind of take that burden from you to help journey with your youth. I think it's, it's sometimes easier to open up to somebody who isn't your parent. So um, can you make any suggestions of resources that would be beneficial to share with our parents? So I uh, love Kevin Lehman. Uh, Dr. Kevin Lehman spoke here at Bethany years ago before I was even a parent. Before I even thought about being a parent, my mother-in-law suggested we go to check it out. And I thought, man, I am not going to this. I am not at this stage in my life. <laughs> and here awesome. I am listening to this, this doctor talk about parenting advice. 
that was like the best thing she ever did because we use his parenting advice all the time. In fact, we used it two nights ago um, when my six-year-old was having a tantrum at the table over not wanting to eat what we had served her and she just couldn't focus on anything but being upset and we put her outside. Um, Dr. Kevin Lehman says if your child is going to act like an animal, then you treat them like an animal. Um Disclaimer, we watched her the entire time she was outside. We did not let her get scooped up by a coyote. We also live in a very quiet circle. Um, so maybe not do this if you live on a main street. But um, it basically shocked her system into being able to refocus. We, I went out there and checked on her. We started talking about scholastics. We brought her back in. Um, she did eventually eat some of her meal. And we could just kind of like snap her out of that. So he has a book, Have a New Kid by Friday. And it is an excellent resource. Um, I'm really big into podcasts. So there is a podcast that I like to listen to, and it's called Risen Motherhood. It basically is a reminder um, to have joy amongst the chaos. Life is busy. Life is messy. And to just just love God through that. See that see God's joy and love in your children, even though sometimes we may want to strangle them. <laughs> I also follow Jen Hatmaker on social media. Uh, she is a Christian author. She does blogs. And she really gives real life experience that is not all picture perfect um, every day is a blessing with my children, and she is a beautiful Christian mother with a great big family, and she just tells it how it is. You know, it's kind of funny. A lot of people come across as the perfect parent, but we have mm-hmm. to um, just acknowledge that all of us are human, yeah. and we all make mistakes. Yeah. And what might seem perfect on the outside is definitely not perfect on the inside. Yeah. So we, I think we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace yeah. and, and grace to each other as mm-hmm. um, parents, right? Yeah. Yeah, and there's going to be times that our kids need to say sorry to us, and there's going to be yes. tons of time that oh, yeah. we're we going to need sorry to, to say sorry to our kids <laughs> sure. as well, right? I often say grace covers guilt, right? So when I'm feeling guilty as a parent that I've not done something or that I've forgotten that it was wacky hair day at school and you're the only kid without wacky hair day <laughs> and I feel really guilty about it, I'm like, okay, there's grace in this mm-hmm. and she's probably going to forget in a few days. But yeah. just to, to give yourself that space to say, hey, it's okay. There's no perfect people here. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Laura. Uh, glad to have you uh, with us. Thanks for sharing not only your passion uh, for things of support and recovery here at Bethany, uh, but also your family and your experiences there and, and how we as parents can can build our kids to be gritty and resilient and uh, as tough as nails. So thanks, thank you for doing that. Uh, next week, we have Andrew Mills with us, and he's going to be sharing uh, about what to do when you've blown it. Oh, and, and so great. I know a topic that's relevant to all. Who hasn't done that? And so uh, look forward today. to today. <laughs> Definitely. So look forward to his comments and look forward to having you back with us. This has been another Parent Hub Live family podcast. Thank you for joining us around the table today. You can access more of our podcasts and show notes wherever you access your favorite podcasts or through the Bethany CC app. See you next week, everyone.